Hi, and welcome to the Blogging Business Owner Podcast. I'm your co-host, Anna. And this is your co-host, Chaitanya. And today we're talking about how to value pack your newsletter, a guide for blogging business owners. But before we begin, I would like to start with some disclosures. We may include some affiliate links in this message. And what that means is that if you use the link, it comes to no additional cost to you, but it does support the program. And you can, some of the affiliate links that we'll be using is bloggingbusinessowner.com slash convertkit pricing. So today we'll be talking about how to value pack your newsletters. Newsletter is like a very essential piece of all the businesses. It is a connection with your audience with which you could provide them information and services. Yeah, if you're new to making newsletters. I was new to, we're all new, right? At some point, And we just kind of start wherever we're at. How I started with newsletters is that I had a wonderful mentor um, and she taught me how to develop the newsletters in a way that was more customer friendly. At the time, uh, we were shifting from previously uh, given newsletters to new newsletters. The newsletters that were being given before were about maybe like six to eight pages long. And people had said that they just weren't reading them anymore. And they didn't like them because they were so long. They really didn't give them information or, or value for their time. And so from that experience, we began to, we adopted the newsletter because we were, uh, that's what customers were used to. And we started to get feedback from customers. And we decided that, you know, putting a schedule at the top of the newsletter was going to be something that was going to be useful for us. Uh, and other tips as well. So as we started to modify the newsletter, we got some tips, which I was really grateful for. Some of those tips were keep links to a minimum. What they said about the newsletters were that they wanted to stay and get as much information from that newsletter as possible without having to click a ton of times. And so only having one or two links was important. In addition, we also got another uh, tip was to keep the newsletter to a one page minimum or maximum. And at the time, we were only releasing one newsletter uh, per week. The other newsletter was being released twice per week, the one that was eight pages long. And our newsletter was only going to be released one time a week. And we decided that that was that was something that we can work with, just putting it all on one page so that people didn't have to go through multiple pages or to scroll a ton uh, on their email. The third piece of advice that we got and incorporated is that people love the calendar at the top. There was tons that had to be done and clients were just super uh, grateful that we were putting a calendar so that they understood when were the deadlines and what was expected. And below the calendar, we added a to-do section. And that to-do section was super helpful because it... Since they already knew what the deadlines were, the to-do section helped them understand what they had to do in order to meet those deadlines. And so those were four pieces of tips that I got from writing my first newsletters. Um, So they were really helpful in working with people that were vocal about what they needed and what they found as helpful uh, really improved the newsletter and helped others to, you know, to nurture that trust and that communication between us and clients. So in today's podcast, uh, we're going to talk about the basics of starting an email newsletter and a few steps to how you can write your first uh, email newsletter. Uh, We're also going to include tips on how you can include freebies Uh, about templates and what software we suggest uh, to use. Before starting a newsletter, shouldn't we answer the question like, do we even need a newsletter? Because I think like blogging is already so busy, right? Yeah, 
I think that it's like a pretty valuable way to connect with the audience. Uh, keep the audience up to date with your strategies and offer them e- important services. Right. So just so you get a bit of background, about 3.9 billion people use their emails every day. And that is supposed to be or expected to climb up to 4.3 billion. And out of seven, well, and out of the marketers, 78% of marketers have seen an increase in email engagement in the last 12 months. That means that most people that are receiving or subscribing to email newsletters are opening them and making purchases off of the information that they're receiving off of those newsletters. And with more people expected to have email and interact with it on a daily basis, we can assume that there's going to be more uh, popularity in email marketing. You may have watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, and it really taught us about the impact of social media on our daily lives and, and what that's causing. Well, one of the things that I found really uh, surprising was that they counted email as a social media. And I didn't really think of email as a social media, but they started to talk about how customer facing side of email is now optimized so that people can navigate it quickly and so that they can communicate and stay on it longer, just like other platforms or other uh, social media platforms. So that is to say that Email is being optimized. It's not something that it's kind of boring. People do use it. And I think, I mean, in my own daily life, before I started blogging business owner, email was the thing that I checked tons of times during the day, maybe three times every hour or something. It it was something that I just did all day long. Uh, And I wouldn't check any social media. I would only check my email. And at that time, I was only following a couple of newsletters. And I really saw them as authoritative and knowledgeable in their realm or in their niche. And I didn't have a reason to go outside of them because I thought that they were very fulfilling for me. And so email newsletters, it's definitely there's an there's an audience out there for that. And I count myself as that. Um, now that I'm doing more social media marketing, of course, I interact with, you know, platforms. So my time on email has diminished because now it goes to other platforms as well. But that's the nature of this position is that you're interacting with different platforms. But if I weren't doing blogging business owner and I was only working my nine to five, like I did for so many years, email was really the only online communication that I was uh, using. Yeah, and having a good email newsletter is definitely a value-added experience to your blog where you get to express uh, more, uh, you express your feelings more intimately. So an email uh, newsletter could help promote trust and intimacy between you and your readers. This will help you maintain and possibly extend your relationship with your readers apart from the blog uh, through your newsletter. Yeah, and newsletters will provide a various amount of benefits. For example, you can get feedback from your readers. Because you do have an intimate relationship with readers, you are more prone to get some honest communication that you can gather unfiltered uh, from from readers and they're ultimately giving you their email. So I think at the end, they, I mean, it's going to be, I don't know, there's someone at the other end of that email address, right? You could always make it anonymous too, by putting a form in, uh, but that's up to you, but definitely uh, getting some feedback from people that are interested and invested in your business. I think it's really great feedback because they have used a lot of the services that you're offering, like your website or your podcast in our, um, in our case, and they would know what to give feedback on, on the different resources that they've tapped into. Yeah. Piggybacking on the feedback point that you brought up, there is also like, uh, a way to 
launch a product and seek feedback on that product. So you may have a new upcoming product or service that you may be offering to your clients or through uh, to your audience and you could possibly offer it to your audience through the email newsletter and they could provide feedback uh, about the product or the service there even before it's officially launched. That's a great idea. Yeah, so launches actually really benefit from doing a pre-launch uh, with people that understand and like your business. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Surveys are also something else that you can embed into your newsletter. I especially love embedding surveys for customer satisfaction. Um, I usually put these as anonymous and then I write a little like box at the bottom and I say, if you would like me to follow up with you, please, you know, like let me know your contact information or, you know, your email or, or whatever is most comfortable for for the client uh, and that allows for them to give some feedback that is anonymous and I disclose that as well that it is anonymous feedback and at the end uh, I also add a a place for them to add their contact information in case they need me to follow up with them I found that this is really helpful uh, because people usually can offer really transparent feedback on the spot rather than asking them later on to, you know, to give you feedback, like through a story or during a client call, it's, it's just too much time uh, has passed and they might not recall exactly what feedback they have for you. So embedding, embedding it into your newsletter is something that's worked for me. Another way to use your email newsletter would be to offer promotions to your readers or your audience you may already have a product or service and you may want to promote it advertise it so you could offer uh, promotions on that product like provide some freebies so that you could promote and market that product i think like an email newsletter is like the perfect strategy for marketing you can also promote affiliates in your email. Of course, this is dependent on your flexibility with affiliates. Some affiliates like Amazon at, this, at the time of this recording does not allow you to promote via email, but there's other affiliates that do allow that. And so you can put your, if, if it's allowed, you can promote your affiliate links through email. And that's just another way to keep promoting those affiliate links and hopefully converting uh, readers into customers. Also, an email newsletter helps you establish trust between yourself and your blog and your audience. Uh, it, in theory, it takes like seven touch points to sell your product or service. So an email newsletter definitely helps you build trust with your business, with your blog and your audience and create a relationship of trust with your readership. So now that uh, I think that I want to have my own newsletter, where do I begin? Well, you would start with creating an opt-in form. So an opt-in form is, and you can get this for free with ConvertKit. There's also a paid plan, um, but you can start for free and you can make as many as you like and they last for as long as you like. Uh, but you can make a form where people can sign in or sign up for your newsletter and you can even choose what information you're going to need. Uh, obviously, you're going to need their email address, so be sure to ask for that. But there's other things that some people like to ask for, like first names, so that they can personalize the email. I don't do that just because I don't want to be responsible for more information than what is needed. And for email marketing, really all you need is an email. And so for my forms, that's all I include. The next thing you need is to set some objectives. So what do you want out of your email newsletter? Uh, you might ask yourself, what do you want to achieve out of your email newsletter? Do you want to increase your site traffic? Are you aiming to sell a certain amount of particular service or product? Or are you hoping to improve your credibility and build more sustainable reputation for your brand? So you don't have to pick just one of those. You can actually do all of them, but you might choose to do some more than others and maybe rotate them throughout the month. It depends what your goal is uh, and your audience, what the frequency of those emails are going to be. And so just think about the right mix for your audience. 
Usually the recommendation is 80% organic content and 20% promotional. That's just a suggestion that is usually given. You know your business and your customers the best, and you can always try different things. And again, you have those feedback forms and surveys, and so you can always learn what's working and what's not working. And analytics as well, right? You know who's opening your emails and how many are going cold. If you're struggling to come up with some objectives or goals for your newsletter, don't worry. We have been there before. We have done this. Think of the reasons that your audience or your readers would want to hear from you. And based on that, create some goals or objectives for your newsletter. Now, let me tell you some reasons why some people subscribe to newsletters. Sometimes they want your freebie. So you might see that you might be putting up some type of uh, free content, like download a free ebook, download the menu, Uh, download this background, whatever it is, just something that is free. Sometimes people just want that and they, they need to give their email in order to get that freebie. That is one way to grow your, your email newsletter. Another way uh, that readers usually engage with newsletters is like when they are being offered coupons. So uh, a subscriber would subscribe to an email if they are getting a coupon to get some discount on your product or service. Uh, This can be a really effective way to increase your income by selling products and services because you will have subscribers, possibly like even friends or relatives of people who is already part of your audience who want to join in just because of the coupons. And whether it's your product or somebody else's product, an affiliate, you can tap into different deals and make sure that you make that part of your promotion as to why people should join your email newsletter so that they can be the first ones to know through your email newsletter what deals are going on. Also, like the readers or your audience can figure out about new product launches. They will be the first one to know about these new products and they will feel like they are part of an inner circle or they are like a part of a special member uh, member group of your audience that's getting access to a specific product. This is one of the reasons why you may want to consider like having a newsletter to do product launches. The next reason that people might want to read your email newsletter is to stay up to date. So this is a convenient way for you to connect with your readers to send them the latest information about updates to directly to their inbox. And this might be a way that you might want to promote your email newsletter is so people get to know first. If you have a special niche or a lot of experience in a particular industry, then your audience or your subscribership may want to tune in to your newsletter just to know and keep up with the industry itself. So they will follow you just for your recommendations and would want to sign up. Yeah, email is also a great way to share short form content. So people might not always have the luxury of time or be able to go to your blog post and read the entire thing, but they still want to hear from you. And so giving a summary of that blog post or whatever you have going on for the week and sending it directly to their email is sometimes more convenient. I know that this is true for me. I love uh, uh, one of the newsletters that I read. So this is a, a man that I have read his books and I really enjoy his books. He also has a podcast and he also has seminars. Uh, he just produces a ton of content and I don't have that much time to pr- like to go through all his content every week. And I love his books, but uh, books, but I read them, you know, when I have like long stretches of vacation time, but he releases a newsletter every Friday, just giving his thoughts. And I love that newsletter because I love hearing from him and just his random thoughts are what I tune in for. I don't need to know all the fancy things he needs to talk about every week and his content. I just really like his point of view. And so that is one way that I get to stay connected with uh, with him is through his email newsletter. So based on these reasons why people would subscribe to your newsletter, you you have some ideas of what your goals could be. 
you could use these goals to set up your own email newsletter. In short, to set up your uh, own newsletter, to recap, I would say that you need three different things. First is like try and have opt-in forms, have an email list, and have some concrete newsletter goals that your audience would subscribe to. Yeah, thank you for summarizing. That's exactly what you need for email newsletters. And now I'm going to share three simple steps to create your first email newsletter. And don't worry, even if you're just a bit nervous, you've probably already done it before. The first email that that we tend to send as blogging business owners is that one that invites your readers um, that says hello and thank you for subscribing. And to me, I think that that is an important email to send so that they know that they are subscribed to what they intended to subscribe. So it's sort of a confirmation. First, have a goal and select a topic. This really helps with your email newsletter because every newsletter that you that you give out, there's always an unsubscribe at the bottom. So you want to make every newsletter count so that you keep building that trust and so that you can convert from readers to clients. So here's some newsletter topics that have really worked in the past and you can use them as well. Introducing the week's blog post. That would be one way that you can do that. Every time you post a blog post, you send a newsletter with a short summary of that post and that lets people know what you're posting about, creates some noise about that blog post, hopefully get some people to click and go into your website or, you know, you just keep people connected with you and your content. You might send an email newsletter for an offer. You might even do it to share your reflection. Like I was sharing earlier, I read newsletters that are just about reflections and I enjoy them. So maybe your audience enjoys them too. You might want to send one out spotlighting a subscriber. Maybe they have done something for your business and you want to say thank you in a very big way. Showcasing your products and services. If you are having a new launch or you want to remind people of the services and products that are available, that might be another reason. And last but not least, and of course, there's so many other ones. I'm just kind of giving the the winner newsletter topics is introducing a guest post. Every time you have a guest, you absolutely want to introduce them so that your readership knows that there is another author and you give them a little bit about their background and why you've invited them and what they're about to read. So those are just six uh, newsletter topics that you can use again and again and even mix them up so that you can start with your newsletters. The next step to focus on on your newsletter would be to improve your subject line. Uh, your subject line may normally be only a sentence, but don't underestimate its importance. It is the first few words that your subscriber reads and could make or break their decision to actually open your email. When people look at their email, mostly people look at the author or the subject line and then decide if they want to actually go ahead and open the email. Anna, you have written quite a bit of newsletters. Do you want to share some tips about how you structure your subject lines? Yeah, so let me give you some tips on how to improve your subject lines. So subject lines should be between 15 to 40 characters. So saying something as short as your weekly newsletter is probably not gonna get people to click on it as much as if it was very specific about what they were gonna be finding and a little bit longer uh, than 15 characters so that they understand what they're going to be opening, but no longer than 40 characters. Include numbers in your newsletter five ways to, three things I learned, uh, four mistakes every, anything like that. So those are just examples, but include some numbers in there. Include informative content. So make sure that they know what they're opening. Again, welcome to your weekly newsletter. It's probably not a good headline, uh, especially if it's recycled every week. It's just not competitive. Use questions in your title. What is one thing that all blogging business owners learn within their first month of blogging? Something like that. 
So frequently asked questions is a great way to hook people in because they might be asking the same question that is in that subject line. If it resonates with your reader, they're more likely to open it. Use keywords in in the subject line. Make sure that those words that you're using are being searched and are some of the most value-packed words that your readers are looking for. Use power words like uh, thoughtful, engaging, honest. So something that is going to be more than passive. Include words that evoke emotion. Best, uh, sad, um, just something that is going to be, uh, that is going to tap into people's senses. It doesn't have to be all five senses, but just something that is more tangible and makes it more real for people to engage. And lastly, use titles that resemble education. So make it so that they're going to learn something through your newsletter. So it could be about events during the week. It could be about your latest blog post. It could be about your launch. What do you want people to learn? Make sure that you're using language that promotes learning and education. Let me give you a subject line that I think would work. Why bloggers need an email list. 15 ways to embed your subscribe form to your WordPress site. Here's another one. How this mom of two made distance learning a success. Three routines that save you time and peace of mind. So those are two subject lines that I can think I would open. I would open both. I'm not a mom, but (laughs) I like to save some time. So (laughs) I think I would open both. And as they say, practice makes perfect. So we would recommend you to give it a try. Keep working on it. Uh, and draft a sub email subject line using the tips that we shared. Try to keep it catchy, informative, and vibrant so that it's engaging for your audience to click through that email and actually read it. So I know that we've given a lot of tips. And so I just want to remind you back that we are giving three simple steps to create your first email newsletter. Number one is to set goals and a topic. Number two is to improve your subject line. And number three is include valuable content. Chaitanya, do you want to talk more about valuable content? Yeah. So while uh, providing valuable content to your readership is very important, that's one of the ways that you'll keep your audience engaged with your uh, newsletter and with your business. It's also a way to showcase your brand. Yeah, you can engage people with your brand by including it in the newsletter, right? Because you are able to do all the things that we've mentioned, like promote your launches, share coupons, deals, uh, talk about your latest blog post. All of that is in your brand. So your brand is what people make out of it, right? You can't really tell people what the brand is, is what they understand it to be. So using those modes of communication and using a newsletter is a great way to fine tune your brand. Now, another reason that you will want to increase the value of your content is because of the bounce rate. So bounce rate or bouncing is what happens when people briefly go into your website and then they leave or they bounce. So you don't want that. You don't want to have a high bounce rate because it means that people went into your website, didn't find something of value, and then they just left. You want people to look into your website, be fascinated, want to click through the different pages, and that way you can track what was it that made my website so clickable? What were the trajectories that people took? What were the buttons that helped the most? You want people to stay on your website as long as possible. That is the goal. And you want to have valuable content in order for that to happen. Thanks for telling us about the bounce rate. I think that is a very important point to consider to reduce churn in your uh, subscriber list. So if I want to actually like increase the value of my content, what are some of the tips that I should incorporate while uh, making the content. I think one of the most important tips while uh, making your content for your newsletter is like consider the readability of the piece that you're writing. Good content should be readable instead of having like 
huge walls of text, we prefer them to break them down into paragraphs so that they can be easily absorbed by your audience. The next one is to keep it short. So most people, when they read their emails, they're on the go. They don't really sit down and read a ton of emails. I mean, or at least one email for a very long time. It's just not built into our resistance as far as just sitting and reading one thing. And email really, I don't think it was created to write really long form content. It's mostly to communicate. Um, And usually it's snippets. It's not like paragraph after paragraph. And so make sure that you keep it short. Another tip to increase the value of your content is to actually proofread the newsletter that you're sending out. In the past, I've seen that there's been like a couple of newsletters that I was going through that had typos, poor grammar. Some of them had images, but they were misappropriately place so they would cover all the content and it was really hard to go through the content all these were like kind of big turnoffs for actually going through the email that i got from the newsletter so i would suggest to avoid these common pitfalls and actually proofread and preview your newsletter before actually like hitting that send button thanks for sharing here are some things that you need to include into your newsletter greet and thank your reader so some people will greet Uh, their audience members by their first name Uh, and that's because they collected that information at the beginning and that's super easy to do with email marketing you can do that you can put a simple hey or hello at the at the beginning of every email to greet your audience also some people like to nickname their audience I think that's a really cool like inside thing that only that community knows about. And so if that's what your community is like and you feel comfortable with that, then that's something that you can use to greet your audience. You might know Emily D. Baker from YouTube. She calls her audience members law nerds and sometimes she opens with that. So that might be something that you might choose to do. And some people or some bloggers don't open with a hello or anything at all. They just get right into the content. But at the end, they do put something like yours truly or some way that is endearing for uh, to connect with their readers. It's all about what your business is like and what you feel most comfortable with. And so there's a different variation, but definitely acknowledge your readers in your newsletter. Include the frequency of your emails in your email newsletter. Make sure that people know how often you're going to be sending an email. Uh, This helps with the open rate because it's predictable and people know when to expect it. Also, you have people like me who really look forward to reading email newsletters and so I know when my favorite people post and I expect them to post and if they don't post then I expect some type of message that says I'm okay just not posting today you know just to because I care about these authors Uh, so make it predictable the number one reason why people will unsubscribe to a newsletter is because they got too many emails and we I mean, that's at some point considered like spamming. You don't want to end up in the spam folder um, and you don't want a ton of people unsubscribing because not because your content isn't good, but because they feel like their inbox is cluttered. So just make sure that you disclose how often you're going to be sending emails and that people know when to expect them. Hey, it's Anna, and the newsletter is open right now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. My newsletter is the most comprehensive service for blogging business owners. Each week, the newsletter focuses on strategies, features, and the benefits for online businesses. The Blogging Business Owner newsletter is the number one way that I get to connect with you each week. Having the newsletter is what drives traffic to my site every single day. So dive in now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. Bloggingbusinessowner.com slash N-E-W-S-L-E-T-T-E-R. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. Hey, it's Anna. 
and I want to personally invite you to try the ConvertKit free plan. It's time to tackle email marketing the right way. Go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash ConvertKit. ConvertKit will help you start your mailing list in no time. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash ConvertKit. Tell your subscribership about the benefits of staying subscribed with your newsletter. Reinforcement usually helps uh, keeping your uh, audience being engaged with the newsletter. Reinforce the fact that they can always get the updated information about your products, about your services, get promotional codes and freebies, include testimonials from fellow audiences, fellow subscribers, and all these things uh, would help you uh, would help you keep your subscribers and include a call to action so people want to know what to do with your newsletter so even these newsletters that just talk about people's point of view they all have a call to action at the end there is something that they want you to do with that newsletter so take that opportunity and let them know what you expect or what you would like them to do next whether it's replying back to you visiting your website connecting with someone maybe reflecting on something what do you want them to do include that call of action don't miss that opportunity you might choose things like head over to the blog to find out more or maybe reply to this email and tell me how Blink has helped you. Share this pin to Pinterest. And lastly, sign up before its doors close on Blink. <laughs> These are just some ways that you can include a call to action. To give a short recap about writing a newsletter, uh, let's just say that it's about creating high quality content that fulfills your newsletter goals, the ones that you set up earlier. And using the tip, tips we mentioned above earlier to boost your open rates and to decrease your bounce rates and keep your audience and subscribers engaged with your uh, newsletter by responding to your call to action. Thanks for summing that up. Now, as you know, we love ConvertKit and ConvertKit helps because you can start on a free plan. If you're new to email newsletters, ConvertKit might be a great way for you to start. I know some people don't want to use ConvertKit because other softwares give them a higher subscriber count for free. However, ConvertKit has been upping their program, their free program, and can really give you a lot of a lot of um, benefits for joining their free program. When you use the link, you get access to um, subs subscriber segmentation. Uh, and broadcasting, I believe. And those are things that you really want to do and that you don't get if you just go straight to convertkit.com. You can also join their referral program where it gives you more benefits like more subscribers if you use the referral program and someone you know signs up for ConvertKit. So if you haven't checked out ConvertKit for a while, maybe you did it a couple months ago and you weren't very sure, they have just boosted up their software as of December 2020. So give them another try. See if they're good for your business now. I think they're great. They really help with can't spam. And can't spam regulations are things like you need to have an unsubscribe at the end of every email. Well, they provide that for you. You need to have a mailing address at the end of every email. They provide you their their mailing address. And if anything gets mailed to them and it's really intended for you, they'll open it, scan it, and send you that copy. So you never really miss out. The free plan allows you to sign up a thousand subscribers. That's a ton of subscribers. And But you know, if you need something else, sign up for the create creator plan. So I signed up for the creator plan because they do automations. Automations are things that you can set up like um, if when, right? So for me, um, it was when someone signs up to my subscriber list, uh, then they get an email automatically welcoming them. That's something that you can only get with a paid plan. And that was really important for me because I want people to be greeted. And, you know, you can always send something else. You can always greet them a different way. But for me, that was important. And that was something that I wanted to do. Uh, and so I went ahead and started paying for the creator plan. But you might want to just 
take a look. And I know we shared this earlier, but our affiliate link is bloggingbusinessowner.com slash pricing. So while writing our newsletters, we also want to have a particular format for the newsletter, like probably a template. How do I go about creating a newsletter template? Well, you can always get templates for free. You can make them on Canva, Adobe, Lucidpress. But here's the question. Do you need a template? The answer is no, you really don't need a template. And to tell you the truth, plain text emails, so emails without any fancy videos, templates, music, nothing fancy, it's just the text, plain text, have a higher open rate than those that have a lot more like bells and whistles. And this is for a couple of reasons, and I'm gonna share with you some benefits of plain text email. I know it sounds a little bit like boring, but it doesn't have to be. It, it, it could be, you know, engaging and short. <laughs> the benefits of plain text emails is the format, right? You don't have to really mess with the format a ton. You already have to dedicate your time to a whole lot of other things and fussing with an email template is just not something that you have time for. And so if you just type it out, the format is simple. Load speed is something that's a benefit as well, because if the internet is slow, all it has to download is words. And so that's probably going to go through faster than if it had to download pictures and videos and templates and all kinds of things. It just, it could get lost. Also a call to action. When you clearly state your call to action, you don't want to get people distracted from that call to action because they went into some, they clicked on something else in that newsletter. You want them to read the call to action and then take those next steps. That's probably the most important part of your newsletter is for them to act on it, right? Some type of response. Uh, so you don't want to distract them into something else. And lastly is making it directly to the inbox. So sometimes when things have too many like images, a template or something else, it might be considered a spam. And so you don't want to do that. You want to go directly to the inbox and make sure that people are reading those emails. Saying all of that, sometimes you do need to add a graphic or sometimes it's just like more engaging to add one. So a workaround is to use alt text. So alt text is an accessibility tool for visually impaired. And what it does is that you can put words so that if the image or video is not showing, the alt text will appear. Um, and that way you don't lose your readers in the context. So maybe they needed that picture to be able to orient themselves within the writing. Maybe it added some something that maybe wasn't crafted into words. And so you might want to include that alt text and either way, include an alt text because we want to be accessible to all readership. And so if somebody needs to use alt text in order to access your message, then you want to make sure that it's available for them as well. So we covered a lot of valuable tips about how to go about writing your first newsletter. What are some of the questions that we may come across while writing our first newsletter? Like for example, what do you say in a newsletter? Think about the purpose of your newsletter. Are you introducing a blog post or are you writing a pitch or are you pitching an affiliate or are you trying to sell a product or a service? The tone and the voice of your newsletter will change according to the purpose of your email. Try to always stay on your brand and encourage engagement within the subscriber or the audience base. So. A secret about newsletters is that it is one of the few places where you can uh, influence your audience without having to use any kind of algorithms that would inter interfere in your communication. Make every email count. And if you have nothing to say, please don't send an email that's like spam. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't want to send an email if you have nothing to say just for the sake of sending an email. Now that's a fast way to get someone to unsubscribe. Tons of things that you can say on an email, be strategic. Now, what about sending those freebies or those downloadable PDFs? Well, there's a couple ways that you can do that. So for example, one way is that you can have a separate email. So a 
not your email, but like a different email, a dedicated email for this, where you tell people to send an email to that email, and then you set up that email on vacation mode, and you attach that freebie so that when people send an email, they automatically get a response and they get to download that freebie. That's one way. Another way is that you can tell them like to, you can email them directly after they've submitted their their name to their email list and you can email them, you know, through the system, I should say. And you can then spark up a conversation, send them that freebie and you know, just let them know that it's not automatic, that you're the one that's doing this manually. Now, if all those don't sound like something you want to do, <laughs> that's okay. I didn't want to do them either. And what I did was I got ConvertKit. So when you get ConvertKit, even on the free plan, you can always upload a freebie or even send them to a URL where they can have exclusive access to whatever they're looking for. For example, I don't have freebies at the moment. Maybe one day I will, but at the moment I don't. What I do have is a free library that is password protected. And one of the things that I could do is that I could redirect uh, my readers to that URL so that they can go directly to the resource library after I've given them the code through the newsletter. And that way they can start to access those freebies, um, downloadable freebies. That's another way that you can do it. So those are just a couple ways. You can pick whatever is most comfortable to you, but I think most people would want it to have it automated, especially because you have the most captivated attention the moment that people have just subscribed to you. So those couple of seconds, those couple of minutes are the most important. And so you want to make sure that you are having that constant contact. Another question that may arise while you're creating your first newsletter is that, can I use my social media to promote my newsletter? And the answer is yes. Your newsletter should link all your bland brand platforms to one another. So you could use your social media, whatever it is, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you're using to promote your newsletter. Chances are, your newsletter subscribers are also your social media followers. This way you can create some excitement about your newsletter on the social media platform and share a suspenseful snippet on that platform. And due to that, you may even end up getting more subscribers. So this is how you would use social media to promote your newsletter. Right, yeah, you can promote different freebies, deals, something like that that you have going on on your social media and then tell them that the way to sign up is to sign up for your newsletter. Uh, you can even make a like, like a bit.ly or a short uh, URL so that they can access that a little bit faster. I love that Facebook has a button right at the top of those pages, the Facebook pages, where you can customize that button. A lot of times people will put their freebie up there and they'll say, you know, get your 50 captions give, you know, or whatever is valuable to their audience. They'll click it, sign up because they want the freebie and they keep promoting their business and growing their newsletter list. And so that's another way that you can do it as well. Now, another frequently asked question is how do I create newsletters that are true to my brand? Well, I can sum it up with the word consistency. Make sure that you are sending uh, those newsletters consistently through to your audience members and that they understand that all of your different platforms are you. So some of that could be uh, having the same name, having the same handle or having the same uh, photo. Uh, that would be important so that people understand that you know, those newsletters are coming from you if they choose to use that Facebook button or if they're being attracted through social media. Make sure that your tone, your language, and your choice of words are also consistent um, with your brand. Blogs are very casual, so make sure that your newsletters are also kind of the same tone. I mean, as best as you can. I understand that there's different tones for different things, such as promotion and simply given an update, it might sound a little different, uh, but people want to know that it's you every time and not different writers. Uh, and, and if there is different writers, just 
my suggestion is disclose that, but you know that better, right? Because some people like to use ghostwriters and that's totally fine. Um, as long as, you know, there's a consistent tone in, um, in all your writing and make it memorable and make it unique. So try some things, ask your subscribers, see what helps and make sure that it's fun for you and for them. So now that we have covered the frequently asked questions that come up while creating your first uh, newsletter, you, you will know how to use the right tools to create a newsletter that can be fun and exciting. Uh, and it would be an awesome way to connect with your audience. It may seem like an overwhelming experience at first, but taking small steps and working through the steps uh, that we shared before would definitely help you reach more audience and grow your newsletter. In summary, to start with your newsletter, you want to sign up with ConvertKit's free plan so that it's easier to set up with all the freebies and stuff like that. You want to create a welcome newsletter and you want to brainstorm topics and goals for your upcoming newsletters. Now with the ConvertKit's free plan, we recommend... So if you end up using uh, our ConvertKit free plan link, uh, you'll be you'll end up supporting our show. And that link, once again, is bloggingbusinessowner.com slash pricing. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate your time. And if you want to access the show notes, it's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash show notes. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and it's listeners like you that make this possible. So send us a voice note to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash anchor with your newsletter tips and gross. You might be featured on our next podcast. Thank you for joining us today and listening to us. Hope you have an awesome day. This is your co-host Chaitanya. And your co-host on. So as you know, I have been in the podcasting space for some weeks now, and I have been very lucky to produce successful episodes. If you want to hear more episodes, go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast. Access the one stop to subscribe to your favorite platform and connect with us online. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast.